Hello. There are 21 days until the midterm elections. I was distracted. Maybe because there's so much bad, bone-chilling news going. Hi, Jen. You just missed me completely. Ignore the fact that we've gone live. Ignore the what fact? That that we'd been live for like 15 seconds. I was... Uh, oh. Preparing. And as I was just telling everybody, one, first of all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still a bit under the weather. <laughs> so there's that. But, um, you know, as, as I open every Tuesday show uh, with the countdown, there are 21 days until the 2022 midterm elections. And, um, you know, I was just thinking, if that's not bone chilling enough for you. <laughs> oh, I'm bone chilled. My yeah. coffee is barely keeping me warm. Yes. Right. But just, you know, for those of you who are more, I don't know, um, immune to being chilled, the news, the news cycle is just unrelenting. And it seems, Jen, Taub, that um, the closing argument of the Republicans disguised as law and order and the economy... Oh my God, I just, I just, I felt like I was just channeling Donnie. I don't know if you've had the great misfortune of seeing his videos, but I watched like, does this thing yeah. that is just so disturbing. Um, I was just doing scare quotes. It wasn't like a, a neurological thing <laughs> that was happening, scare quotes. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> the Republican closing argument is essentially vote for us because we will allow you american people white christian straight american people to live in a fascist country that allows you at least white straight christian americans to be as racist and anti-semitic homophobic immigrant hating as you want to be. I have a solution for all of this. And I and I should be shouldn't be telling you now because I'm writing a book about this topic. But one okay. thing one thing Democrats could do is, hey, we'll give the middle class a tax cut without the fascism. You know what? And we could do it by raising taxes on the oligarchs who want to keep doing what they're doing. But whatever. Listen, I agree I agree with you. I mean I, I think that there are all sorts of things that the Democrats can be doing, but they're doing a lot of them. Okay. We have student debt relief. Yes, we have the awesome. legalization uh, at the national level of marijuana or no, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. That should happen. Sorry. The, the uh, pardoning of anybody who's in prison for the, <laughs> For having had pot, I mean, I'm just so stupid that there's still yes, the mere possession, but yeah, yeah, you know. So they've they've President Biden has pardoned those people for what in the past should have been at worst a misdemeanor, but now is like not even a thing anymore. Um, The Democrats have done a lot. The job numbers, the unemployment numbers, uh, the COVID. Well, I mean, we could be doing better on COVID, but for a long time, we were doing much better on COVID, certainly than the previous administration. Plus, 
you know, just the lack of corruption. And that's that's been one of the big things. I mean, I want to focus on the racism and anti-Semitism, seriously, as closing argument, right? And how it's driven from the top down. But the other thing that we can't ignore this week is just the continuing revelation of the extent of the egregious corruption and in some cases outright criminality of the the former administration i mean what the fuck is it going to take hi brian hey that that this election is literally riding on people's perceptions of the aspects of the economy which are in nobody's control like, ask a Republican what their solution for inflation is, and they won't have one because there isn't one. It's a global phenomenon. And quite honestly, the United States isn't it being hit nearly as hard as many, many other yeah, countries. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't, I, I, well, I was looking, the one thing that, there are a couple things that encouraged me, I guess three things. Um, not that you asked me to talk you off the ledge or anything, but like, I was looking well, at- Good luck. I was looking at some um, kind of like polling and stuff. And there are some points that resonate for independent and some non-MAGA Republicans. Not that there are many left, but I mean of them. And the three things I saw that that overlap with what would resonate for us. They don't like the kill Mike Pence thing. (laughs) They don't. No, seriously, kill Mike Pence. No, I, I know. It's just wait, wait, wait. I know it's a low bar. Say it. That's wait. They also don't like. So, so if we're going to use like this, you know, if I were doing an ad, they don't like the kill Mike Pence. They don't like the um, the insurrection, the lack of peaceful transfer of power. They just don't. And so, and I forgot what the the the, the, the there, there may be more the th- uh, third thing on that, but those are the things that kind of overlap. This idea that we want to have, um, you know, smooth, you know, orderly transitions of power, no killing the vice president, um, and <laughs> they don't like the insurrection. And not, so, not sure okay, how they think feel about that, that if the vice president were Kamala Harris, but so there, so in places in districts that are purple or like, you know, are still gettable, like are on the like are on the toss up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one kind of thing to do. Another thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind is we've got to rally the base and turn out the vote in big numbers in places, um, you know, everywhere, right? Um, and that would include, you know, purple and blue and red areas. And it's really important then. I think everyone should be out there with Eric Swalwell's. This is the thing that encouraged me. Eric Swalwell did yes. a really brutal but very yep. accurate television ad, which is also on Twitter, showing us what it would look like when the police come knocking on the door and arresting moms um, and others. Um, if they've had an abortion. And I think it's really powerful. Right now, there's like one, this morning, there was like 1.3 million viewers. I just tweeted out, say, let's get it to 10 million. Next, I wanted to get it to 100 million. Yep. If, and I want to say this, if you can't even bother to retweet that ad or share that ad, we don't deserve a democracy. It is right. so easy to share that, to bring that home. I haven't done that yet, but I will. It's Mary. on my list. And then the last thing that encouraged I've me- I've only shared it twice. I got you, Mary. I covered you once. All right, thank you. I'll, I, I, again, not feeling. You great. can also watch it again, anyway. But yeah. um, the the other thing that the last thing that really encouraged me was this Financial Times out of London put this report up saying that the the biggest, you know, the third of the electorate are women over fifty, 
And also we vote in numbers um, in terms of the, in terms of what we, you know, we tend to be like 80 plus percent of us actually vote. Mm -hmm. We could get more of us to vote, but we, but like, and I know that white women have most, you know, the majority of them have not voted um, for Democrats, but white women are only one type of woman. Um, mm -hmm. And also there are a lot of white women who will, who put this in, in these words? Well, I think Danielle said this years ago, will choose their daughters over their sons. Not like it has to be a choice, but mm -hmm. I think this is where this abortion issue is huge. You've got to get Eric's ad out there and it can make all the difference in the world. We have 21 days. I think, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to rally the base. I think if you're going to get the people that are not the base, I saw something in the last 10 days that I think the Democrats have undersold. And I think the infrastructure, what they've done with infrastructure, it, you know, everyone who's predicting economic ruin in, in 2023, it's the Republicans. But with all the money that's been pumped into the economy with infrastructure, you cannot travel anywhere in the U.S. by car today and not see that infrastructure bill at work. You can't ride on a train. You can't fly without seeing what they've already begun. And that's billions, trillions of dollars being pumped into the economy. And these people, you know, I spoke with a couple of these guys who are like huge Trumpers and they're going, well, you know, the Democrats did this and screw Josh Hawley and all those other guys. Uh, they got my vote this time. And it's not because they're being uh, appealed to for, you know, patriots sign on with Donald Trump. These people are the ones that are going, screw all that nonsense. What are you going to do for me? Oh, the Democrats did this for me. That directly translates to to those people that don't normally vote Democrats. So I, I think the two messages that they have to, to pump are those. I think without a doubt what you're doing as far as, you know, I, I have a very conservative uh, sister-in-law who's going to vote Democrat simply because of what happened with the Dobbs case. She doesn't like men telling her how to rule. You know, they, no man has a right to tell me what to do with my own body. And that rings out, man. That, that's just across the board. Conservative liberal, libertine, communist, socialist, red, mm -hmm. blue, green, whatever. And then the other one is to those people, you're never going to get members, you know, Mary, you know, your, your, your uncle better than anybody. You're never going to get people that are, are, uh, you know, in league with him. They have to fall away by their own accord because they've been grifted. So no, the they're other, it's a waste of time and yeah, energy to focus. Exactly. On so, yeah. so focus on those who have already said no to the Donald. But, but you know what? Still saying yes to the Republicans, even some of the uh, deniers, the you know the uh, the uh, election deniers. Those people are going. You're going to appeal to them. That infrastructure bill is huge, and you see Republicans trying to take it, take it. Well, you know, I was in Congress yeah. when it passed. Well, of course, you didn't vote for it, you piece of shit. But yeah. now you want to ride its coattails. But people don't know yeah. that, and and you know that's that, exactly right. You're right. That's one of the problems uh, that the narrative gets driven in large part by the media. So for example, yeah. in, when they talk about the economy, they don't talk about what it means. They don't talk about why inflation is the way it is. They don't talk about the fact that Republicans don't have a solution. They don't talk about um, the anything substantive. What they do is they print polls as if, people's responses to the economy is the news when in fact that's not the case so if people continue to see polls of the vast majority of Amer or a majority of americans thinking economy is the number one issue the economy is doing well that that convinces more people that that's the case 
And they begin to think that without any underlying uh, understanding of the actual issue. So, <clears throat> um, so there's that. Uh, the other thing is it seems that time and time again, uh, the, the weapons that the Democrats have to drive turnout to convince people uh, that, that they are the party, um, the only party at this point uh, who should be in power, uh, that gets driven out by, oh, inflation's up again. Gas prices are up again because, and this is, you know, this is, this is, uh, this affects, this affects Republican candidates too, when they're running at times of the economy's bad. And it, it just, it, it is so frustrating because again, there's never any, uh, no opportunity is ever at, uh, taken to educate people. So, uh, Jen, where you started, I agree with you. The best way to do it is to take the most salient issue, which I believe, along with you, is is choice, is reproductive justice, and just hammer it home in the most graphic way imaginable. I think that there should be a part two of that, uh, what I think of as a public service announcement, what happens to that woman when she gets to jail, right? Well, what is I that example? Hold, Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, and and I want to see a version of that ad in which the family being uh, the family being approached is black. Okay, I just had this thing well, this in my shot. head, Mary, right. that just made my head fucking explode. Oh, sorry. And this is this is really gonna well, make. It still me looks pretty good, Jen. Thank you. It's like, my, this is my brain right now. I'm like enraged because this, just follow me with this. Okay. Police department after police department in this country has a backlog of years, if not decades, of rape kits. Mm -hmm. Women who were told, oh, you know, you need to go to the police. We'll take care of you. They have these exams, traumatic vaginal exams. They take samples, what have you, they put them somewhere and they never test them. So we have a backlog of that and there's no one who is even bothering to look into that or put money oh. behind that. But they're gonna be arresting women mm -hmm. for miscarriages and abortions and processing that quickly and putting them in jail and taking them away from their children. I mean, I'll go you one farther than that. When I was at America's Most Wanted, there were thousands, thousands in, in hundreds in New York, hundreds in Dallas, thousands across the country of rape cases that were not prosecuted. Mm -hmm. They sat hey. there and they did nothing about those rape cases, but they're going to throw a woman in jail for, for an abortion. That's Two things. Yeah. Two things. One, I did not know you were at America's Most Wanted. I hope you were not one on the poster. When people said they recognized me from the show, I figured either A, they were one of America's Most Wanted, <laughs> or B, they soon were to become one of America's Most Wanted, or they had friends or relatives that were one of America's Most Wanted. So I didn't want to be recognized at all. By I got one other important thing. I do check the comments. And as we've told you guys in the comments, I can see yours, but I can't like comment in there. But someone asked what color the wall was. And honestly, we painted this wall back in 2006. And when I say we, I mean my husband, and I don't know. He's an artist. He's in charge of anything that looks nice. Um, Old umber. I don't no, know. It's it's pumpkin Williams. spice, I think. What? Pumpkin, pumpkin spice? spice. 
Oh my God. <laughs> with the walls? Okay, never it mind. It can't be. Sorry. You painted it way too long ago before yeah. before the pumpkin spice side So sorry, folks. I don't know. But if, if um, my husband, Michael, well, if you're listening, could you please fucking text me and tell me the color of the paint already? I'm waiting. They're on it. I mean, now that we have the, our fingers on the pulse of what really matters here, we are going to get you that paint color. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? And with the unrelenting, maddening news cycle we continue to face every day, we need good sleep more than ever. So if you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend that you check out Miracle Brand's self-cooling bedsheets. Inspired by silver-infused fabrics made by NASA, Miracle Brand makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands. The sheets use a premium 500 thread count sateen weave that's made with USA-grown Suprema cotton, which is one of the highest quality cottons in the world. Just imagine how great it feels getting better sleep every night. Plus, they're self-cleaning thanks to the embedded natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, allowing them to stay fresh and clean three times longer than other sheets. So stop sleeping on bacteria. With Miracle Brand sheets, you can sleep comfortably knowing that they're far better for your skin. That means fewer clogged pores, fewer breakouts, and other skin problems. These sheets really are extraordinary and you will see an appreciable difference as soon as you start using them. And with all of the viruses going around and with the fact that because we've been wearing masks for over two years now, our immune systems are low, we should be doing everything we can to avoid being subjected to bacterias. And now's a perfect time to upgrade your sleeping arrangements. So go to trymiracle.com slash Mary to try it today. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Be sure to use our promo code Mary at checkout to save 40% and you'll get three free towels. And Miracle is so confident in its product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash Mary and use the code Mary to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Mary. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode. You can also find the link in our show notes. Moving on to less important and more mundane matters. Um, <laughs> I want to get back to... <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> well, I'm... Oops. Did we lose? Did we lost? Did I did I offend her with my pumpkin spice comment? Um, just checking out the color of the wall. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so Brian, I think before you got here, I was talking about uh, sorry the fact that no, that's okay. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was worried that I offended you somehow. I, I canceled myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you woke? <laughs> oh, I've had an update. I'll wake up. Texted. Guys, Michael texted, he said, I don't even remember the pain color, okay? So, I don't know. No one knows. All right. Well, that's, that's, 
I don't like disappointing people on the show. I mean, it, things are disappointing enough, you know. I could find out, but I'm going to focus on politics right now. You know now. what? I think I go. think that there are plenty of ways to find out what a similar color is. Anyway, um, so I was just letting Brian know that before we started, besides the fact that I just let 15 seconds of dead air happen because I wasn't paying attention, um, it seems that the Republicans have have two closing arguments and both of them are based on racism and anti-Semitism. Uh, and. But, but, you know, before you focus on that, I, I want to just talk about the vast deluge of news that continues to uh, uh, just overwhelm us. And as a quick aside, I haven't seen this yet, but I, I saw a very brief clip of Nicole Wallace on Rachel Matt or a tweet that Nicole Wallace tweeted. I guess she's starting to focus on the mental health uh, fallout <laughs> from just the unceasingly awful news cycle that we're all subjected to every day, which I think is a really fascinating thing to do um, because it is like every time you turn around, uh, in the last week, certainly, we've seen yet more instance of the utter corruption and, and criminality of the last administration. Um, and again, the other thing that drives me crazy is the extent to which people continue to pretend that Joe Biden just waltzed into office as if everything was just fine. And he's being measured against this, this completely um, irrelevant standard. Like it, this is not normal. None of it's normal. Well, actually, and he had so much on yeah. his plate to deal with because of the last that's administration. And, and we're, you know, he had to like dig us out of like the Marianas trench. Um, so now we're finding out that uh, as, as we learned last week from the January 6th, the, the FBI and the secret service knew they knew what was heading our way, maybe not down to the last detail, maybe not to the, the exact size of the crowd, but they knew that there were threats against Nancy Pelosi. They didn't do, act on that until after the insurrection had already started. Uh, they knew that people were coming. They did nothing. In fact, they stood down, right? Uh, so we're learning that the Trump, the soon to be deceased Trump organization charged the Secret Service like five times the government limit to stay at his shitty hotels. Um, we're learning, we've learned uh, that, and this this to me, uh, I will never cease to understand why this wasn't made a bigger deal, uh, that he politicized, not just politicized the CDC. I mean, that happened eventually. But before he got that far, he essentially hamstrung the CDC and prevented it prevented them from doing what it was designed to do, which was to protect the American people from things like COVID-19, which resulted in the unnecessary deaths and therefore purposeful deaths of hundreds of thousands of Americans. That alone, that alone should have landed this, the former, whatever the fuck we want to call him, the, the mass murderer criminal Donald Trump in prison. And yet I don't, I don't see anything being made of that. So. 
well, it's that's like the in the background, hang on a sec. And then Brian, go, go uh, take it yeah. wherever you want to go. But it's like, that's, that should be the context in which everything else is discussed. And yet it's literally the fucking horse race again. Yeah. And that's the problem of the media. And you point out a couple of things that are really salient. First of all, it isn't unusual for the incoming president to catch shit for what the outgoing president has done. They've done that since mm -hmm. I was a kid. They blame everybody. Oh, it's all his fault. You know, if Donald Trump were still here, we wouldn't have a war in, in Ukraine. Sure, we'd be sucking Putin's cock. But right. yeah, we wouldn't. Oh, have you know, war. Brian, like this is my favorite most recent thing. Uh, <laughs> they're they're talking about how much time Joe Biden has spent in Delaware. Yeah, okay. as to every day seeing that asshole out on the golf course, shitting himself. And it, and overcharging the Secret Service. God, I got an email from Donald Trump, one of his emails trying to raise money, saying, I'm proudly I was voted the number one presidential golfer of all time. You want some of my balls here? I'll sell you my uh, golf balls. Uh, mm. He probably has none of the other. Yeah, but the but what you point to and what Jen was talking about, look, there is a huge problem with the press in this country. How can we cover economics when we don't understand it? You have reporters that don't know what that and I I know I I go on about this all the time, but it really pisses me off to see, you know, media companies hiring reporters who have no idea what it is they're covering or how to cover it. They're just happy to be in the room and be part of the, you know, of the festivities. They think they're in the club. And they're not. They're being used by people in the club. And they're too damn stupid to figure that out. So you have people, well, we've got to be fair, right? We're, we're fair and impartial. So we're going to give Biden as much crap as we gave Trump. Well, look, each, each president earns the amount of crap that he gets. I can give Joe Biden crap for not, I can give him crap for not communicating with us for having more press conferences on foreign soil than he's had in the U.S. That's a legitimate concern and that's a legitimate criticism but he has never once subverted the constitution i reserve that criticism for the piece of shit that was in office before him but we can't make we can't alter the difference in media so now you've got people you know former presidential people working for trump that are sitting on panels at cnn and msnbc and fox telling us you know how like what a great guy trump is and I look at them and go, well, you belong in prison. You belong in prison. And why in the right. hell are you on TV? We I, suck. Right. <laughs> and we don't. And 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 getting yeah, back to. You know, a horse race. That was the other thing. Right. Yeah. The Which horse race. Always and, done that. And, you know, if you if you're if it's a slow news day, I guess you can talk about how much time Joe Biden spent in Delaware. But, you know, they always say working like he's working, but he's not he's not violating the emoluments clause. Right. Yeah. They talk about that. Well, and the other thing, and we just heard, the Constitution. We just, right, exactly. And and there's news out today saying that um, dozens or hundreds, maybe, of United States retired generals and admirals are now working as paid consultants, I'm guessing highly paid, for countries like Saudi Arabia and other countries like serious serious um human rights violations like terrible human rights records and you know they've wanted to keep that secret and apparently this is going to shock i hope you're both sitting down yes sit this has been it, happening especially since 2016 can't imagine why so sure. you know sure. like we can't even police ourselves it, and it, it be mike flynn i don't know okay 
Yeah. Why? is a rolling anachronism. He's what would happen but, if Benedict. Well, that's what Mary's talking about. Him. When I became yeah. okay for Mike Flynn to do it, it was okay for everyone. Yeah. And and the 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 failure to you know it's it this this is I think another uh, something else we can thank Donald for. It's because he's been getting away with this kind of stuff forever. It's like okay because you you did that bad thing, but you got away with it. So it's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't have to answer a subpoena. I don't have to show up. In court. I, you know, tomorrow he's supposed to show up in New York, supposedly God knows where to take, you know, we've been told that it's been canceled, the private suit, but Donald Trump's supposed to show up and testify. It's been canceled? Wait, wait, what's been canceled? Well, we've, we've been, I've been told three things. It's been canceled. It's been postponed. It's on for tomorrow. Oh, well. So okay. we don't know. Right, right. In what order were you told those things? Uh, I've been told in multiple orders three times today. I'm making phone calls to okay, well, and, and the Secret you, Service. I'm going to leave the Ryan, Secret no, Service. No, 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 no. Go back. I need to know. This. <laughs> I could tell you something, but is it, is it credible people? Like, is it the law firm that told you or who? Who? T no, no. It, it, the people who say it's off are all the Trump people. The people that say it's on are the Secret Service and the court people. So, yeah, let the, yeah. Let the, you know, I, I reported I did. <laughs> right. He's he's going to have to show up tomorrow where he shows up to give his deposition. Uh, I have an inkling. But, you know, I, I, if I show up there, I don't want tons of other reporters. So maybe I'll keep my mouth shut. But it's but the I have an inkling. Yeah, I, for the, I, wait for the purposes of of uh, Brian getting his scoop. Everybody and in the media who's listening, it's been canceled. <laughs> that's, don't don't worry, don't show up. That's, no, and, and and for the purpose Brian. of wait, wait, Brian, for the purpose of being able to be sort of like a fortune teller, tell both things. You can do this clip, Brian. I knew because you told me it was on. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's and that's one of the things <laughs> we make fun of reporters, but you know. I, sometimes I really get pissed off with sources like, you know, a reporter will walk in the room and talk to one reporter and go, what do you think? Well, I think this. And then uh, what do you think? And ask another reporter. And then they'll report it as fact. And then they'll go, according to public, you know, according to White House sources or sources near the White House. Well, I guess technically we were near the White House. We were in the West Wing. But you're talking to reporters first sources. That sucks. And th that happens and has happened. They used to make a joke about it. It happens so often. The, but the bottom line is with with, you know, with the way we report news and the way Donald Trump responds to facts, both of them uh, are there's a problem with both. None of them deal with facts. We cover political races as if they're a, a fictional horse race. And Donald Trump treats the world as if it's a solipsistic universe where he can do as he pleases in his own head and take it out into the real world. Well, I mean, so far, so good for him. Um, I, I want to, I want uh, perp walk, though. I want to see the perp walk. Hey, don't we all, I, I still don't understand. I, I, I think the failure to have had that happen, uh, you know is... what I want to see after he dies and I'm not rushing his death. I want to see a dissection of his brain to see if it was actually, if there's a way to tell whether his development was arrested at age two and a half. Because the I... solipsistic world you're describing is like a two and a half year old. I, there's a book you could read about that. You're Actually, you're gonna need a microscope. You don't. You don't need a a brain dissection. Did you make a recommendation, Mary? I uh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, just Google it. Some chick. Uh, I can't remember her name either. Wrote it. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, J Jen mentioned. Uh, you're muted. Oh, sorry. It's either this book too much, 
and never enough. Or yes, yes, that's it. The reckoning has has to do with something we're going to talk about in a little bit. But yes, too much and never enough. It it I, I it may help. It, it may provide some background. You no, know, it was a bestseller, and Jared Kushner didn't even have to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I did not have to have people mass buy my book. Well, people did, but. You know, I didn't pay them to do it. Well, you didn't have to have Jared and his dad or, you know, <laughs> no. some campaign money. Yeah. Yeah. The RNC was not buying hundreds of cartons of my book. So, Jen, you mentioned older women uh, before, um, but something that a, a recent poll I found a little bit <laughs> disturbing was um, <clears throat> the disparity generationally. Uh, the Gen X turns out is the most dangerous generation right now in terms of the midterms. And as a Gen Xer, maybe it's because we've been ignored and people pretend we don't exist or something, but it's, it's really, uh, that freaks me out and I don't understand it at all. Especially, hi Danielle, especially given, um, you know, the Dobbs decision, uh, but you know, um, I'm, I, I think, again, it's because we're so illiterate when it comes to the economy, like that, that's enough. All you need to do to say to a bunch of white women is um, the economy's not doing well and law and order and their, uh, their lizard brain racism kicks in or something i don't know uh so it, it lets it lets the republicans sorry <clears throat> lets the republicans get away with murder literally um, well yeah literally and and allows them to push what i think may be the least qualified slate of candidates in american history I don't know enough about that aspect of American history to know, but you know, so it's not only, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. I don't think, I don't know if it's provable, but I think it's fair. And when, you know, so on one level, it's about, uh, it's an insult to their constituency to push candidates like JD Vance, Mehmet Oz, uh, Herschel Walker, um, Blake Masters, et cetera, because they are so egregiously unqualified. I mean, it's literally an insult to the institution of the Senate, which is on life support anyway, and the voters. Um, but then you've got some absurdly large number of Republican candidates who are pushing the big lie and are essentially running on the fact people like Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate, Republican gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, who are literally saying, if I lose, the election was stolen from me. If I win, I will accept the results of the election. And for some reason, like that kind of uh, cognitive dissonance doesn't seem to bother uh, Republican voters. Of course not. But. Um, Danielle, the get elected. The only way they're going to get in the office. But you know, Danielle, we see this in the backdrop of of seventy one percent 
of Americans polled, and I'm really fucking sick of polls, actually, so maybe we should be talking about them, but um, 71% of Americans are say that they are deeply concerned about the, Amer- the future of American democracy, but for only 7% of Americans, is that the most important issue going into the fucking midterms? Help me, help me understand. Yeah, I, I'm trying to understand it as well, Mary. And, you know, th- frankly, I hate polls. And everybody, everybody knows that. I think yeah. that since 2016, uh, a poll has not come out that has that has been accurate um, in in any in any striking type of way. I had to turn off the news behind me because I'm like, this is not a horse race, right? This is about the 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 preservation of our de- democracy, the preservation of bodily autonomy, right, of our ability to vote and have a voice in our democracy. And I think that. What is troubling me is the way that all of this is being framed, right? I saw I saw the list that said, you know, 90% of Americans for voters, the economy is the number one issue and abortion has fallen down. So does that mean that Democrats shouldn't have gone all in on abortion? What part of abortion doesn't have to do with the economy? Why do we make the economy as like only having to do with how much your gas costs, right? right. And how much food costs? Because I mean, you could say it is like the quintessential kitchen table issue, right? Yes, yes. Only a man would say that. I mean, what a right. fucking joke. Yeah, only stupid men would say that. Well, Thank only white men would say that. Men, but yeah, Danielle. Men, men there. <laughs> there are some of us who believe that, that that's I, right. I listen issue. to all. I listen to all of these anchors, you know, who are just regurgitating these poll numbers and these talking points and you know and everything is always about you know where did democrats go wrong and i'm like the problem here that i continually find is the lack of the ability of being able to connect the dots right the economy is not the boogie person that is in the closet somewhere that you only bring out during the elections right like if we're saying oh the economy is important then the pushback that democrats should say is then why are republicans voting against lowering the cost of prescription drugs then why were they voting against the ability for for people to be able to access hearing aids from over the counter? Then why are they voting against the child tax credit? If the economy, if everything is about the economy, America is not a goddamn business, right? And if it was, they would have run it into the ground like they've done everything else. But the pushback does not need to be a a retraction of Democrats saying that, oh, abortion then is not important, so we must make this pivot because we are suckers to polls and focus groups, as opposed to the fact that all of this is connected, right? That if people are stuck and and are left in these desperate situations where they don't even have their basic needs met, then authoritarian regimes are easy to come in because they say, I alone can fix this. If people have their needs met, if you're able to go to college and not incur a six-figure debt, if you're able to get a job and buy a home, then like they don't have the ability and the power to take over, right? But if they strip all of that away and then they point to Democrats and they say, not only are they the cause for your lot in life, but they are predators and they're groomers and they're all of these things, right? Then you give people something to be angry about and at. And because their basic needs are being met, they don't have the ability and the capacity to unpack every single lie that is being thrown at them. And so for me, it's like 90% of people care about the economy. Yeah, because 90% of the population would love to be able to fill up a gas tank, be able to decide how many mouths are at the table Mm -hmm. that they're putting food on and how much that food costs, as well as being able to send their kids to school and not everyone go broke. 
Yeah. Uh, Jen, I know you want to jump in, but just let me say something really quickly because I'll forget because I, my brain cells are dying by the millions. Um, <clears throat> that um, I, I've already forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, oh, yeah. That if the biggest issue is, I'm sorry, guys, it's just one of those weeks. Uh, if the economy is the biggest issue, then the only party that you should be voting for is the Democratic Party. And and that's that's the other thing that's just so mystifying. Go ahead, Jen. Okay. Just you know, there's this expression that people stand where they sit. So I don't know if folks know this, um, but before I uh, went into teaching, I practiced law, and I was a corporate lawyer at a big law firm. And my area of law was business regulation, everything from advertising to sweepstakes. And eventually, I got into securities regulation when I became a lawyer uh, for investment management firm. But at the core, I've always been kind of, you know, I always love advertising law. And what we're talking about here is false advertising. And we could, as Democrats, create messages about how the Republicans are all bait and switch. They promise one thing, they give another. And let me just bring this forward beyond the bait and switch. As we as Democrats and policy people like us have conversations about policies, I imagine in my head as you're talking, I'm I'm imagining that we are um, under uh, we are actuaries or executives at an honorable insurance firm where we're like, but we're really good at paying out claims and we don't charge as much and we don't like give people a hassle. Why won't people buy our insurance? And the answer is because we don't have a little, we don't have like, you know, Liberty Mutual, those fucking ads that are in my head about, you know, I could sing the jingles in my sleep. Liberty, Liberty. I could sing the jingles in my sleep. And they obviously copied Geico because Geico had its little lizard thing or gecko, whatever. But here's the thing. You know those brands, but you have no idea what their rates are, what their coverage is. Why? Because all that shit's confusing. And the only way you can really find out if someone's going to be good at coverage is when you find out when it's too late or word of mouth or you find out they go broke because they haven't hired a good reinsurance company. All of this is to say, if we're that company that's doing a really good job with actually being fair to consumers, how would we advertise against someone who doesn't even say shit? You would say, they're a bunch of smoke and mirrors. They are bait and switch. They said, we're going to protect a woman's right to choose. Then came Roe versus Wade. They said, we'll never touch Social Security. They're touching it. I mean, we just have to hammer home the danger. Don't believe anything that comes out of the... Uh, don't believe anything a Republican says, because time and time again, they will lie to your face. People Why don't seem to do care, that? though, Jen. Well, what? People don't seem to care about the lying. But, but just like TV commercials, liberty, 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 liberty. I already don't feel well. Stop well, it with the brain worms. Well, really worms we need whatever. to make our own flipping brain worms. Yeah. yeah. I don't, people will start caring because it will be in their psyches. We're competing with a, the Gilligan's Island theme song. Yeah. You know what? Better. I know, Brian, Brian, you want to go, but I, I, yeah. I thought of this earlier. Uh, and I, I think, you know, when I when I watch some of the debates, I'm just amazed at how few opportunities some of the Democrats take. So, for example, it just really stuck out to me when 
uh, in the debate between uh, Trader and pro-insurrectionist Ron Johnson was debating Mandela Barnes. Uh, you know, they were supposed to say something nice about each other. Mandela Barnes. Johnson's a family man. Johnson. Yes, I hear Barnes is a family man, but he also hates America. Or something. He's against yep. America. Yep. Perfect opportunity for fair, Barnes to fire. say, you know, I'm not the person on this stage who spent July 4th in Russia. Yep. Right. So uh, it, it is it is time to stop being stunned into silence by their their despicable attacks and their lie. We know it's going to come and st stop giving a shit about being polite. Go ahead, Brian. Um, let me unpack a few things. First of all, 80 percent of the people polled say 100 percent of the polls suck. So I don't believe polls. <laughs> so we'll go there. <laughs> and you know the economy is bad if you want to buy concert tickets and you got to finance them online. So there's a problem. But what causes the problem, right? So we we don't unpack that very well. And Daniel, you pointed out, you said frame the argument. That's where the Democrats, I think, fall down. Why is there even any question about who you're voting for this fall? Get out and vote. Democrats have the numbers, vote the little bastards out and start talking about that because we don't, the media has just won't frame an argument. It's all a horse race. It's all about money. What we do is all about clickbait. It's all about getting you to pay attention to nothing. The Democrats, like with Swalwell, framing the argument directly about what is going on with abortion is probably one of the better examples of a Democrat framing the argument. Because it's not that it's the bait and switch that you talk about, Jen, isn't that they promise you one thing and give you another. It's they promise you something and give you nothing. They're taking. Right. They take everything. And it isn't about anger. They don't want you angry. They want you fearful. Yep. They, they want yep. you scared. And that's what they pitch is fear. Their constant pitch is fear. Be afraid of, of, of socialism. Really? Well, I like post offices and streets and paved streets and uh, schools and all of those things are a social effort that we all pitch into. And, you know, and by the way, I like the social security and so do you. So don't bullshit us. It's all about being uh, it, fearful. And the biggest, the biggest um, example of that, that I saw over the last few weeks that gives me hope is having a Trumper say, I'm tired. I think I've said this before, tired of people claiming they're patriots. What are you going to do for me? Right. And yeah. so that's why they're now voting Democrat, because at least the Democrats promise something and deliver it. And the Republicans don't. And, and the but big, take credit for it anyway. Yeah. I love that. And the biggest thing about lying, um, the, the lies are able to exist, Jen, because the press doesn't fact check. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cities are in flames. Bullshit. Have you gone there today? The Democrats are responsible for cities in flames. Have you been to that city? Do you know? No, you know, to that somebody say it. There's a crisis on the border. Sorry, just got back from the border. Crisis doesn't exist. These are lies that are not fact-checked, and we were, are responsible for that, and it's the worst thing that we do. We've given up vetting facts. We fire most of our, our, our fact-checkers and our editors so, and copy editors. So what are you going to get? Crap. Right, and, and qu quickly, Danielle, before you jump in, um, mm -hmm. One innovation I want to see is that debates are fact-checked in real time. Yep. And that, you know, so they, both candidates say what they're going to say. And that at the very end, there's the fact-check statement where each candidate is confronted with his or her lies and has to respond. I want to see that. 
I want to see that during uh, network news interviews as well. Um, anyway, go ahead. Doug. You'll do it. Yeah. I want to I want to lift up one of the one of the comments um, from folks watching uh, in the in the audience right now, which was uh, Billy D, who said, since Michelle O, the Democrats have erroneously believed that doing the right moral ethical thing would win out. It won't anymore. And I can't express to I can't express enough how much uh, this is a both and statement. Right. Because. On one hand, I absolutely agree. When they go low, I'm like scuba dive. Go to yep. the go to the fucking sewer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I am yep. tired of Democrats believing that not identifying the villain is somehow them taking the high road. There is no high road in politics anymore. Donald Trump took us to the sewer. Was. Right? No, yep. there was there was at the time. There was the gentlemen's, you know, quote unquote agreements. There was this idea that we had, you know, we were coming together with two different policy ideologies in order to form our perfect and perfect our union. We don't have that anymore. And so to Mary's point, when you're standing up on a stage and you have Ron Johnson who can't utter, who can't complete a sentence with something good about his political opponent. And then given the opportunity, that political opponent does not point out what a fraudulent, lying, you know, piece of crap that Ron Johnson is. And like, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to call out names, but there are 155 other ways that you can identify how disgusting these people are. When Carrie Lake is saying that I'm not going to accept the I'll accept when I'll accept when I win. So do you believe in democracy and the Constitution or do you not? Right. When Reverend Warnock decides that he is not going to delve into the hypocrisy and the stupidity of Herschel Walker because he wants to take the high road. Well, guess what you're not doing? You're losing every opportunity to identify to the voting public who the real villains are. When you continue to refer to these people as your friends, and when you continue to believe that you are having normal, quote unquote, political discourse, what you are telling to the American public is that there's really no difference between the two parties. And I have too many people that tell me on my TikTok videos that, you know, it's, it's, it's two wings of the same bird. And I'm like, no, I said, let me tell you how it's different because one wing isn't trying to rip off the other wing, not believing that it's a part of the same fucking bird as it crashes down to earth. Right? right. Like this is, so for me, it's not about steeping to the name calling if you were an actual candidate, but it is calling bullshit which Democrats refuse to do. And if you are not spending your time doing that, then what you're doing is telling the American people that guess what? This Republican party isn't as dangerous, that they aren't, uh, that they aren't as scary, that they aren't, to Brian's point, filled with so much fear that their policies are not about making your life better, but about making the people who you don't like, life worse, right? That can't yeah. be how we exist as a country. Right, exactly. And you know what? I I think um there's I think that there, there's a difference between taking the high road and stooping to their level, right? Um there's taking the high road seems to have been interpreted as be a fucking doormat. No. Yeah. If if the other wing of the bird is trying to fly into the center of a crowd and kill everybody then it is incumbent upon us to rip that wing off 
and try to help it regrow or something. I don't know. But it it is it is continuing it continually infuriates me that um they that a large number of democratic politicians fail to understand that by playing by old rules mm-hmm. by normalizing these people they are actually hastening the demise of american democracy so when i say well i don't say take the high road i say you know fight with everything you've got because of what's at stake but what i don't use their tactics we don't need to lie cheat and steal they need to lie cheat and steal however we do need to get into the mud with them and by that i mean fight with Mm -hmm. you know if it's brass knuckles if it's kicking them in the groin or whatever like in terms of the fight itself nothing is off the table because what we're fighting for is what is going to save this country essentially and the fact that um our elected officials seem still not to, the vast majority of them still see, seem still not to get understand the urgency of the moment is is quite troubling and uh, i think it's actually making me sick anyway well, they, brian go ahead well they probably get it once uh Two wings of the same bird originally referred to where the funding came from. The rich people would give to both wings, and that was all the same bird. The cynics have taken that to mean policy, and they simply either purposely or ignorantly conflate the two different issues. That's not what it is, and we know that, but there are people who will use that argument, Daniel, and they're full of shit when they do. But mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. getting it, you know, it was Tip O'Neill said, if you know, never stoop down to their level, they'll just drag you into the gutter and beat you to death with their stupidity. And I think it was uh, many other smart people said that it's not about um, the high road versus the low road. It's it's reality versus the, the solipsistic bullshit that's inside a Republican's head. It's the fact that James Carville said we're right, they're wrong. And it's never been I, I'll, I'll push back a bit because since I've been covering politics and this I know goes back a ways, I'm an old fart, but I've never seen a pure policy debate. It's always about the character. It's always, it was, you know, it was monkey business with Gary Hart. It was Richard Nixon's uh, Southern strategy. It was Ronald Reagan's bullshit that, you know, enabled the uh, wonderful far right that gave us what we have today. Ronald Reagan is the architect of everything that we sit and have to fucking slaw through today. That son of a bitch created all of it. And it was all a bunch of bullshit and lies. And so I've never seen a true policy debate and I'll blame Democrats and Republicans both for that. And the press, the press, we love to promote the, the fight, the horse race and the Republicans and the Democrats fall into it, and the Republicans are far better at dragging you into the gutter and beating you to death with their stupidity. While the Democrats, the Republicans, I'm sorry, Republicans, the Democrats try very hard. The Republicans that there have been a few that I've talked to that care about issues, but most of them don't. And when was the last time, by the way, that you saw anything in Congress 
introduced by a Republican that was progressive and had something to do with something that Flint, Michigan or infrastructure. I went four years of the goddamn Trump administration and every week was infrastructure reek. And every week we got boned with that. Nothing happened. Right. Then Brian passed it. That's that's the, the point is that it was fighting back, but they didn't stoop to their level. They beat them at their own game. But to your point, to your point though, Brian, it's like that was a talking point when you said, when was the last time a member of the Republican Party, whether in the House or in the Senate, introduced any legislation that was about making America better? When was the last? I mean, but why? Why did no administration? No Democrats and the National Highways. The, the federal highways, the highways. The media doesn't do that either. I mean, the, just the fact that 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 the Republicans are allowed to talk, run on the economy and law and order without it being pointed out that they've done nothing for either of those things except well, make it worse. worse. I mean, we have we have records. Oh. And Jen, I know you have something, so I just I just want to say two oh. things. First of all, um, Biden has made it clear that um, if Democrats win. He will um, push through uh, a federal abortion law. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, this is, I just saw that really quickly a little bit ago. And that's what all Democrats, they need, Democrats need to make it very clear. If we get a majority, this is what we're going to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, the other thing that Democrats need to start uh, dealing with head on is that due to a quirk in human evolution, fear works better than pretty much anything else. Fear, though, is a very, very, very uncomfortable emotion. So it 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 to become a, a weapon, they transform it into anger, right? And mm-hmm. rage. So so you know they're afraid of everything, but. Nobody, especially, you know, the, the manly men in the Republican Party, they don't want to admit they're afraid. So they're angry. They're mm-hmm. angry at what's happening at the border. They're angry that immigrants are taking every, it's all lies, of course, but that's that's what happens. Fear also makes you irrational. It would be really helpful if Democrats uh, could start talking about that. Like, do you Maybe really want to be afraid of everything? Like, and and just lay out. What's actually, I think Danielle said this earlier, or sorry, I think it was Brian. Have you been to the border? You know, ha- have you have you been to a city that's burning down because all the scary city people? You know, it's all, it's like really easy to get away with that shit if nobody's pushing back. The media is not going to do it. So them step up. Because we're idiots. Well. Okay. I have an assignment for all of us but I'm getting making Brian be the first drafter. If we were sitting around having brunch right now, I would be saying someone's got to write this up. But instead of us all writing up a different, there's a lot that just went on, whether it was, I, I like what everyone has been saying, and I could go point by point, but per, you know whether it's the bait and switch or they give nothing or what have they ever done or anything here, there was so much good stuff. I would love to read 800 words. Maybe, you know, Brian, you do the first draft. Danielle makes edits. I edit. And we get the Nerd Avengers, not called Nerd Avengers. What, what, am I chopped liver? <laughs> no, no, like, no. Do I just read it? <laughs> no, no. Mary I just rubber stamp it. I mean. No, shush for a second. All of us 
And if we had the four of us, it's I okay. I don't feel good. So you guys do the work, and I'll just sit back and take. Eight hundred words. What do you want? I'll pretend I'm a Republican. Here. You do the work. Eight hundred to eight hundred fifty words, but start like you know, we'll 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 all sign on to this. We could publish it in the Washington Post or the New York Times. We need to. We have a lot of different diverse audiences, and just we need to get sign get people our group of core nerd adventures and others who want to sign on jen rubin anyone we all do our own little thing why don't we just put our efforts together in a fucking blockbuster oh. bottom line piece and say this is you know just do it we only have 21 days well i, I was actually I, 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 mean, I agree yeah absolutely i was actually Good thinking of, of doing you know is it, okay with Daniel, is it okay that i made brian do the first draft or would you like to step up i think that brian could do the first draft He's yeah, a great hello yeah. I I mean, I, do i have absolutely no role in this gento have you have i met you <laughs> <laughs> um i'm going to ignore all of this and just say yeah i was well, actually thinking because you've been sick mary i was thinking of writing a piece uh and or having our last two uh pre-election shows be you know the case for and the case against so i think a, a joint op-ed kind of laying it out um because i'm right I'm, I'm actually writing something different about authoritarianism uh and authoritarian personalities i should say so um i think a joint piece um with uh you know the illustrious nerd avengers as signatories would be is a great idea um i'm all for it uh maybe we should just pick a name out of the hat to see who could uh write the first draft i don't know you decide among yourselves because apparently i'm not part of this uh, <laughs> but i think but Mary, Mary, i wasn't gonna give you an assignment uh oh <laughs> okay the you um, I'm just kidding. Uh, Danielle, do you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, oh. I think that this, I mean, this is the reason why I was so excited to be invited into the Nerd Adventures, because it was like, where can we all be together and have these conversations that we have differently across all of our platforms, across all different shows? And I think that it's, it, it is about, you know, that collective power and the voice that we have. And like, you know, the Washington Post, the New York Times and saying like, you know, this is about to be a wrap. And by that, mm -hmm. I mean the country, like our yep. democracy. And I'm, I'm going to call out another commentator, another a commenter um, who's watching the show right now, who says uh, this, which I think is the crux of what the piece should be. Paulette D. Amato says, what really scares me is that Americans think inflation and gas prices are more important than saving our democracy or abortion rights. Like Republicans would fix inflation or lower gas prices. Like it, like, and yeah. it goes back to what Brian had said, like, they don't do anything, right? Like the, everything is a collective gaslight. They're only going to make sure that the gas prices are 99 cents for them and $99 for everybody else. They're only going to make sure. on the fact that you think that too. Correct. Exactly. And, right. So and, like, if we can make that point and hammer it in and broadcast it everywhere, then, you know, we can, we can continue to do something. This is. This is what one of the things um, we try to accomplish here and what we need to accomplish in the op-ed. If you guys want me involved, let me know. If not, that's totally cool. Fine. I'll, I'll get over it. Um, no, seriously, they, they get away with this, what they get away with for two reasons. Ignorance 
if if again if the american people understood inflation then and if they understood how historically bad republicans have been for the economy then the economy wouldn't be polling the way it's polling mm-hmm. pre midterm 2022 midterms and the other reason which we talk about a lot but the media never do is racism <laughs> I mean, the Republicans constantly say, yeah, we want these benefits for you, our constituents, but we don't want them for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to convince the Republican voting base to go along with whatever the Republicans are selling, which is essentially just white supremacy Bullshit. at this point. Yep. No, it's white supremacy. Yeah. So without without explaining things in that context the media fell us in yet another way and uh jen this is where my second book comes in uh it's it's because these issues have never been addressed so they 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 go underground they metastasize and then somebody like donald comes along and makes it fashionable to be open about Mm -hmm. how racist and anti-semitic and quite frankly anti-democracy you are because if you think that only white straight christian people should vote then you don't believe in democracy or that only white straight christian votes should count right and that's what people like carrie lake are are running on they look uh, yeah. further you know they they tell you and i remember coaching football at a conservative catholic school where my son attended this and is before or after uh, america's is, most wanted after america's most wanted and I remember very well the headmaster saying it's a violation of, of my rights, my free speech rights, if you tell me that I can't tell you what to do. In other <laughs> words, their, their, their spiritual rights trump ours. That's uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's right, so and, to speak. And it's a, a, it's a load of crap, and people buy it, and they try to confuse you when they, they make that pitch. But the evangelicals are, by and large, the most dangerous small tribal group of people in the United States. They're racist. They're anti-Semitic. Yeah. They're anti-female. They're anti, they're anti yep. They're all of it. it. The only thing they care about is, are themselves. And they're what, and it, you know, white they're evangelicals are what, like 22% of the country. I mean, it's just absurd. The outsized power uh, these people have uh, Jen really quickly. And then I want to wrap up. Uh, oh, with, wrap. With, oh, you don't, I mean, okay. I'm just I'm just going to make a comment on, I mean, yeah. I can't, on the anti-Semitism stuff, I saw people in the chat ask, have you talked about it? I mean, I have exhausted myself with English um, in my Twitter thread, but I will also say, if you look at the pie charts of how America breaks up in terms of, or breaks down in terms of, um, you know, affiliation with an organized religion, about a quarter of the people don't affiliate with anything at all. If you If you add together those who identify as Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, or Buddhist, we're less than 5%. Back the fuck off. You know, like, I just, we're not doing anything to take over anything. And also people, you know, one of the things that people have done to Jewish people for years, and the same thing with Black people, is you do an overt, not even a microaggression, overt racism or anti-Semitism. And then we say, hey, that's not cool. And they say, "You're, you're making things up. I have this Black friend. I have this Jewish. Yeah. Don't be a Karen. I have I oh. have Herschel. I have Herschel Walker. 
Yeah. Well, I'm I voting for a black man in Georgia. What do so you I mean? So I have the Jews in Israel. Well, here's the thing. If you say all American Jews who are Democrats better wake the fuck up, you're still anti-Semitic, even if you have this pocket of, you know, Jews that you'll tolerate. I'm just sorry. Also, the whole thing is, how could he be anti-Semitic if his grandchildren are Jewish, his daughter's Jewish? Have you ever met a man who killed his wife and she was a woman? I mean, yeah. in other words, people can Weird. be... People can yep. be hate women and still marry them. People yep. can have daughters and still be assholes. Hello, same thing the other way or any other which way it is. That's right. And if Donald Jewish. could name all of his grandchildren, I'd Wait, be shocked. I can be white and Jewish and even still be racist. Right? I mean, you yeah. could be white and Jewish and still be racist. You could be you can be black. You could be a woman and be a misogynist. You can be uh gay and be homophobic i mean come on guys like well, hatred is very widely closeted gay people on it and most of them are right-wing republicans by the name right. of Mr. Connell. i didn't say that out. but i think i think the, i think the fact is is that when we get into when we when we're forced into a defensive posture to have to then you know uh show our exemplarily you know humanness Right. When I when I'm left to like react to your anti-Semitism or react to your racism to say, hey, I matter. Hey, I'm a person, too. We're already losing. That's right. right. Exactly. But what, we're, but what we need to do. To yeah. It's like we to don't them. need to react to it. We need to call we need to call it out and say, hey, media, instead of writing a fucking piece today about Marjorie Taylor Greene's comeback, why don't you talk about the fact that she is saying that Democrats want to kill Republicans? that like that she is amping up for war right so there's an opportunity not to say to these people oh i'm human you should like me it's what is wrong with you right, right. like what what is honestly what is wrong with you why do you come from this place of fear why do you live in a place of i've scarcity? actually asked right that. like that those are the things so I've you know, asked, i asked marjorie taylor green that on the steps of the capitol i said what the hell is wrong with you and she ran away Let's well of course she did because she's a a racist and a coward but I think um, when we when we are surprised too, you know, Donald's statement should have surprised absolutely nobody. Uh, and by the same token, neither should the silence of Republican leadership in the face of his out of his anti-Semitism. What the media need to do, uh, as all of you are, are saying, is not respond to the the wrongness of the comment because that is evident on its face but let everybody be be very clear that the republican party is a party of anti-semitism and racism and we, unequivocally because Fascism. silence is complicity silence is agreement at this point so let's stop pretending Otherwise, okay, so before we go, I just, uh, Jen and I were talking about this a couple days ago, uh, so I just want to let all of you know that we are going to do an election night watch party. Um, so I, I'm not sure when we're going to start, probably eight-ish, uh, and it we're just, I'm, I'm not entirely sure yet how we're going to set it up, how we're going to, you know, keep people apprised of of results that are coming in, but it is basically going to be the nerd Avengers plus special guests coming in and out, updating you, uh, 
talking about, uh, you know, putting things in context and, and talking about how the night's going, what it means. Uh, and I just figured it would be a really good way for us not to be alone <laughs> on what is going to be such a consequential night. And uh, there Sorry, will stay forever because I don't teach till two thirty on Wednesdays. Perfect. Um, yeah, and uh, you know I'm I'm not going anywhere because uh, well because I never do first of all, but secondly because it's a, it's it is literally the most consequential um, election of of our lifetime, and uh, there will almost certainly be uh, depending on how we all survive the, the night. Um, there will almost certainly be uh, an emergency session the following day to discuss the results that we know of. And again, this is, we're going to go late probably. Uh, and there will be enough of us uh, to keep, to have enough, enough people here. So, you know, we can, we can take a break. Some of us, and there will still be a few people here keeping it going. I'm already planning the menu in my mind. Oh, good. Please share. When you when you know, okay. I meant actually share the food. When, Bourbon. When <laughs> Bourbon. Well, you know that's actually what worries me. Like, <laughs> Bourbon <laughs> edibles. <laughs> All I know is that's nothing. Nothing can be worse than November twenty sixteen. Mary, don't say that. No, no, no. I mean personally, personally oh, for me. Okay. I, we need Jen Rubin to be here because yes. I've spent the last two elections with her, and we've both. Oh. It's both been like, oh, you know, both the midterm and 2020. And even though things look bad, it turned out, or maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> well, she's anyway. definitely on the list the of invitees time. for sure. Yeah, oh, good. good, Absolutely. Are you kidding? Jen's awesome. Uh, so it, it will be a, a who's who of um, Nerd Adventures and Nerd Adventure wannabes. <laughs> now, honorary Nerd Adventures and um, keep an eye out for our, well, I shouldn't say our their op-ed <laughs> just kidding all of us our op-ed um you know we'll keep you posted about that and that's a wrap uh thank you so much jen how brian Karam, danielle moody i am so happy you were here with me today and uh can't wait to see you next week all right get well mary Take thank all you yeah come on get well trying all right all right see you guys bye, soon guys. bye all right it is a wrap thank you so much for being here today with my small contingent small but mighty contingent of nerd avengers um lots going on so it's it's going to be quite uh the three weeks next three weeks are going to be quite something so uh keep keep tuning in because we, we are going to keep you on top of everything uh let's see thursday very excited about this i have a, an interview with soledad o'brien who is an executive producer of the new uh documentary about rosa parks um it, i've seen it it's, it's extraordinary it's going to be streaming on peacock i think as of wednesday so you don't want to miss that conversation. Uh, Soledad is is awesome. She's one of the most savvy media critics out there, uh, and just all around awesome journalist. Um, and of course, be here next week for our 
uh, strategy sessions, uh, 12 o'clock. Sorry, first of all, uh, Thursday, the interview is uh, at our usual time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, youtube.com slash Politicon. And next Tuesday, uh, we're back for another strategy session with the Nerd Avengers with two weeks to go. Uh, that's at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's also at youtube.com slash Politicon. While you're on Politicon's YouTube page, please subscribe. It does not cost anything. Uh, like the episode, leave a comment there if you'd like. Um, and uh, click the bell. Uh, there's a bell on the... Uh, oh, look, there it is. Ooh, like magic. Um, if you click on that bell, you will be alerted as soon as new videos drop. Uh, not just episodes, our emergency sessions, our live streams, our, uh, you know, the short videos. I haven't done one in a while because, again, I've been feeling great, but definitely going to start doing those uh, again more consistently. Uh, and I think that's it. Except, of course, you can listen to the show in podcast form on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And a five-star review very very much appreciated uh because it does help other people find the show and that is our goal here um all right that's it uh for today thank you again so much for your comments being here we all appreciate you so much um see you thursday night in the meantime please stay safe and be kind